Hello and welcome to the Yarniacs episode 11. I'm Gail and I'm Charlene and today is Tuesday May 29th and we apologize in advance for any ambient noises today or any um, lower quality of the sound recording <laughs> because we're sitting in my car recording right now instead of in one of our homes so there might be a little bit of background noise to yeah. enjoy. Circumstances necessitated this and it's a trial run because who knows we might need to do it again. Yes so. and this is something for a living I'd actually record in my car because it's one of the quietest places I can record however I don't normally record this time of the day which is five-ish in the evening, yes. which is a lot of traffic. A lot of traffic, a little, you know, commute, people coming home from work, picking up their kids. So so you get to enjoy the ambient noise with us as we we'll, record today. We'll give it a go. So what are you wearing, Charlene? What am I wearing? Okay. I am wearing my February lady sweater, which is a pattern by Pamela Wynn, published in May of 2008. And it is based on the February baby sweater from the Elizabeth Zimmerman book, Knitter's Almanac. And in the Knitter's Almanac, Elizabeth Zimmerman, also known to knitters as EZ, uh, she has written a book where there are projects for each month of the year, suggested projects. So there have been knit-alongs before people who are knitting through the whole almanac. I've seen that on Ravelry or other knitting-related websites. And this adult version was based on the look of the baby sweater in there for February. And that's a great book. Oh, it's very it entertaining. Is. She it has is. a very <laughs> excellent, entertaining, engaging writing style. Yeah. And this is actually one of my most wearable sweaters. I reach for this sweater all summer long and <laughs> that's the one I think I've seen you wear most often it's I I do because you can just throw it on over anything it's easy and I've actually made two versions of it and both of them happen to be in recycled yarn this one is in recycled cotton that was originally another sweater that I wore for a long long time and there were a few gauge issues with that sweater that just drove me positively crazy. It didn't stop me from wearing the sweater, but... Did you notice every time you put the sweater I on? It. Yeah. I noticed it. You know, something really simple to fix. Like many knitters, I just knit tighter in the round than I do flat. And so the sleeves on that sweater were knit in the round and the sweater was knit flat. And I usually go up about two needle sizes when I have to knit sleeves in the round to match a body of a sweater that's been knit flat. That's one of the common text messages I send to Charlene when I'm knitting a sweater. <laughs> I get to the sleeves and they're knitting the round and my most common text messages. How I know I've sizes? asked this question before, but do I go up a needle size or down a needle size? So I generally go up two needle sizes and obviously on that sweater for some reason I didn't and I have no excuses. I don't know what happened. But the gauge issue bothered <laughs> me. And so I just ripped it out, knit this sweater, very happy with it, wear it. Like I said, I wear it all the time. And by rights, I really should make myself another one because this is such an easy wearing sweater. And one of the, I was just going to say, one of the interesting things about this sweater is I think out of all the knitted garments that I've seen people wear, 
I think I have had more sightings of this sweater in the wild oh, than any other than any pattern. other pattern. I'm not surprised. At least noticeable. This, you know, I was thinking. I see a lot of people with knit shawls and scarves, but a lot of times when they're bunched around their neck, you, you can't, can't really tell, tell right. what pattern it is. But this one, I you can really tell. And I've had people come up to me in the wild as well and say, is that the February lady sweater? Ah. <laughs> and I knit one as well. And I knit mine in a cotton yarn that is actually itchy. Mm. But I do wear it occasionally, and I love it when I wear it if I'm not wearing it next to my skin. You wouldn't mm. expect cotton yarn to be itchy, but yeah. it's scratchy itchy. Huh. And every time I wear it, I get a lot of compliments. So, yeah. yeah. People who are not knitters who just say, what a great sweater. Right. I think there's just something about it. The styling, you can just throw it on over anything. And it can be casual. It can be dressed up. Um, yeah. It's a sweater I, I really recommend to people. Yeah, and it was an easy knit. It was one of my first-ish sweaters, probably the third or fourth sweater I knit. And I really, really enjoyed it. Yeah. I think it was one of my first lace sweaters because the yoke is knit in garter stitch. And then the sleeves and from below the bust down are knit with a lace oh, pattern. Thank you for saying that. The gullwing yeah. lace pattern, I think it's called. <laughs> I think and so. that was my first time. And I really enjoyed it. I was a little intimidated by it. And I remember texting you from France saying, oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> and Charlene introduced me to the concept of a lifeline, which I have oh, used. That's right. Yes, many times since. And once getting past the initial struggling with the lace, it was yeah. really fun. Do you want to explain what a lifeline is? A lifeline. If you're knitting, especially a lace project of any type, what you can do is take a piece of waste yarn and put it on a tapestry needle and put it through the stitches at the point, for example, if you have a 12 row lace pattern, you could put the lifeline at row one. So that way, if you mess up on your lace pattern and have to rip back, if you have a lifeline in place, you can easily rip back the rows to your lifeline. So that's a good starting point to restart your lace repeats if you've mm -hmm. made a mistake, which is what I was doing. I was somehow not getting the counts right and had to keep tinking back, which is very <laughs> difficult with lace. So it enables you to not tink, to basically just frog it, rip, rip it. Yeah. yeah. Now, if you use interchangeable needles, mm. there are a couple of options there too, because I guess in place of a lifeline, you could also just remove your needles, leave a cable, right, and keep going. So the cable would be so your the cable would instead be your of waste yarn, right? Or I have also heard of people if you have a set of interchangeable needles where the needle has a little hole through it. I have heard of people threading dental floss or crochet oh. cotton thread mm -hmm. through the little hole. So that when you knit your row, you pull oh. your lifeline through as part of as your knitting. You're knitting oh, that's and then idea. you take it out, take out the end of the dental floss or kitchen cotton, take it out of the needle and you continue knitting, but you leave the thread in, in your place. stitches behind. Yeah. So hopefully yeah. we're making that clear. We should probably try to search for an online resource that has true, pictures. True, I didn't even think about talking for the about conceptual. That, so I'm glad we did. Yeah, people who yeah. learn visually more than right. by us explaining right. verbally. Right. So we will try to do that in the show notes. Okay, 
What are you wearing? So what is Gail wearing today? Well, my only knit object is actually in the back of the car right now because <laughs> it's been a super frazzly two days for me. And it was warm and I knew we were going to be recording in the car and I know that that gets very warm. So I actually brought my Sabine shrug, which I've talked about on the podcast before, but I'm not actually wearing it. So I'm a bad girl. I'm wearing my super cute pink seahorse t-shirt <laughs> instead, which I love because I love seahorses. So that made me happy. Pink and seahorses. So, so Gail, what are you stalking this week? My stocking has been interesting because last episode I said I was going to knit the Lighthouse Keeper's Wife with oh, my new yes. Red Heart Soft acrylic yarn. Yes. And I purchased the pattern and Charlene and I both knit swatches and neither of us is going to knit the pattern. Suffice to say that I don't like the open fabric. I did know the fabric would be open because I of course did stock the finished objects. But seeing it live and in person in the yarn I wanted to use, I did not like it. And I wasn't overly excited about the pattern in general. Yeah, and I looked at it and I had similar reaction. The pattern is just knit in a very open fabrics, which means a smaller gauge yarn than you would normally knit at this gauge. Although I did notice that there were a lot of people that used eco wool. Yes, which to, would be thicker which than would what be I thicker. used, right? So perhaps more of a winter version of the sweater we would like more. I don't know. Yeah. You know, a, a, a thicker, thicker a yarn. chunkier yarn yeah. that would yield a fabric that's more dense. More dense and not really suitable for this time of year. But, it wasn't what I wanted right, exactly. from the sweater I had pictured in my mind. Yeah. Let's put it that way. Yeah, it just didn't match up. Right. So I went back to the drawing board. What kind of cardigan do I want to knit that I can use my acrylic yarn and wear anywhere I want to wear without worrying about snagging, mm -hmm. staining, whatever. I can just put it in the washing machine. And I discovered a book that's coming out mm. next month called Knit Red. Okay. This is a campaign that's spearheaded by Jimmy Bean Wool and a lot of different yarn companies and a lot of different knitting sources that is meant for combating women's heart health. So that's the focus of the campaign itself. And this is the book that they're, they've written to represent the campaign. And it has 30 designs that are done by a lot of famous designers. And it came up when I searched for different cardigans. There are two cardigans that I really want to knit in the book. The first one is called the Cowl Neck Vest by Cecily Glowick McDonald, who is one of my knitting crushes for designers. <laughs> and it's knit in an Aran weight, so I don't know what kind of gauge issues I may experience, but it's adorable, simple, mm -hmm. looks warm. It's a vest, but you could obviously knit sleeves with it if you mm -hmm. wanted or just I layer agree. it over a yeah. t-shirt, long sleeve t-shirt. The other is called the A-Line Hoodie. That's by Diane Susie, which is worsted weight is the pattern. And I love them both. They're yeah. both. And of course they're knit in red yarn because that's the heart that's health. The yes, yes. Everything's red. Yes. So, um, it was also, I think it's just fate. I ordered a single skein of yarn from Jimmy Bean Wool, which arrived today, right before I left <laughs> to record the podcast. And inside they had a postcard, which I'll show you in a moment, Charlene, that 
talked all about Stitch Red and the book and the campaign and all the companies involved. And I thought, okay, I'm buying the book as soon as it comes out. Okay. I'm so glad you brought this up. So glad because I had completely forgotten about this and I had the same experience that Gail did. I don't, I stumbled across the pattern entry and then the book entry on Ravelry, looked at all the patterns and I was so excited about this book. Yes, it's going to be great. I had the same reaction. I'm thinking, oh, I'm going to buy this book. And I haven't felt that way about a book, a book. in a while. Right, and, since Little Red in the City, and I I'm, think. Yeah, that's yeah. true. And I'm really excited because heart health is also one of my health issues. So I have been... Oh, that's true. Yeah, I didn't so, even think of that. Oh. So I, I was excited by that. We saw the booth at... Uh, yes, stitches. Jimmy Bean's wool. And I had wanted to buy something. I can't remember. They had a whole bunch of little stitch markers yeah. and, and knitting tools. Just, and... Yeah, that a lot of different companies. Oh, it was Namaste. Namaste had made oh. special red pouches for it. And I can't, I think by the end of the day, I was too tired to go back or something, but... <laughs> well, we hit that booth pretty late <laughs> right, in the day. Right, exactly, so, yeah. exactly. And I just, I, yeah, I wasn't able to function and purchase at that point. But it, I'm very excited for this book. So am I, because there were also several cute accessory patterns. I liked several of the shawls. Mm-hmm. I think there was a I pair of too. wristers that I really liked. Um, I can't remember what else I really liked at the moment, but there are many patterns from the book that I know mm-hmm. I will knit. So I, I had the same reaction. Yeah, which and, is like the key to right, whether you're going to buy exactly. a book or not. Yeah. And that A-line hoodie was probably cute? my favorite oh, yeah. from that book too. And I know Diane Susie, she lives and works near Jimmy Bean's Wool. I know that oh. she, I believe she has a personal relationship, a friendship relationship with the owner or owners of Jimmy Bean's Wool. And Diane Susie, I remember knitting one of her patterns was one of my very first sweaters. Is she knitting plain and simple? Yes. Okay, that's why I recognize. Knitting pure and simple? I think that's it. Knitting pure and simple, right. And her patterns, a lot of them, not all of them, but a lot of them are top-down, really basic patterns that you can use as a palette for adding cables or adding a lace. I recommend her patterns a lot to people who want to try something but don't want a fancy sweater. They want something that they can personalize and embellish in their own way. And I'm so excited to hear you talk about it because I had the same reaction. I'm glad you made the connection because in my search for pattern replacements to the lighthouse keeper's wife, Mm -hmm. a knitting pure and simple pattern came up. That's why I instantly recognized the name once you said it out loud. I was like, oh, that's why I recognize Mm -hmm. that name. Mm -hmm. So, okay. Again, the name of the book is Knit Red, Stitching for Women's Heart Health. It's published by Soho Publishing and it will be released in June, 2012. So, just in a few days. Stay tuned. Yeah. yeah. And when we get our hands on it. Yeah. I did a, a search in Amazon and it's less than $20. So it's a yeah. really good, um, it's a good bargain. I mean, for as yeah. many patterns as I will knit from the book, it's yeah. a good bargain. I agree. So if we're both going to buy it, then we should do it together and yeah. save on the shipping. <laughs> <laughs> so that's one thing I'm stalking right now. Shopping while recording the podcast. Exactly. There we go. <laughs> Enabling on the fly. 
<laughs> the other thing I mentioned last podcast that I was stalking was the Honey Bee Cardigan by Laura Chow, mm -hmm. which I wanted to knit with my Western Sky Knits Aqua Sock Yarn. Mm -hmm. And after doing further stalking on finished objects, I have decided that it's not as simple a knit as I want right now. Mm -hmm. There were a lot of comments that weren't bashing the pattern, but basically saying it's harder than it seems. And I'm really just not in the mood for harder than it seems. You know, that's so funny because that's all I can think about right now, too, is simple knitting. I don't know why. I guess because it's that time of year, maybe. There's maybe. a lot of stresses going on with school, almost being out. Yes. Of... Yeah. And I have birthdays and yeah. recitals and this and yeah, that. And, so yeah. So many activities. I want something simple and... I keep thinking the phrase, not too important. <laughs> oh, yeah, you're into the casual knitting <laughs> casual phase right knitting, now. Yeah. And I just don't want to spend a lot of money on projects. It just has oh, to be. Oh, and speaking of which, Charlene's at the local yarn store in which she works, the Swift Stitch. I walked in to say hello to her when she was working last week. And lo and behold, the wool that she used for her Bianca's jacket oh. <laughs> in the last episode, which is a name I can't pronounce. I it's think it's a German. basic Norwegian wool. Norwegian. Okay, there we yeah. go. $4 a ball on yeah. sale. So what does Gail do? <laughs> she buys four skeins in aqua, almost the same colorway as the Western Sky Knits well, yarn I have, but it's a different price. weight. Yeah. yeah. How can $4 you not? a ball. So How can you not? Speak of casual knitting that's yeah. not breaking the bank. Yeah. So I was very delighted with that. And it was funny too, because I was standing there saying, oh, I don't know if four will be enough. Maybe I need five. And Charlene said, well, I have two on hold if you need more in the same colorway. So she had already decided she wanted some as well. So yeah. great minds and all that. <laughs> so to replace the Honey Bee Cardigan, there is a new pattern by a designer whose Ravelry name is Villa Pieco. And the pattern name is 52K, as in 5200K. It is a tunic that is super cute and simple. Last week I went to my yoga class and I told you in the last episode that I really wanted a sweater that I could wear to yoga in the gym and not be grossed out when I set it down <laughs> on the yoga mat, which is my own yoga mat, but still. <laughs> and I wore my Apre Surf hoodie by Connie Chang Chinchilla, uh -huh. which I knit several years ago. It's a pullover with a hood and it's super cute and it's knit in a cotton blend yarn. Yes. And I put that sweater on and I instantly thought to myself, why don't I wear this sweater more often? Yeah, that one's and really I wore nice. it to yoga and I thought, this is the perfect yoga sweater. So now I'm all in love with the idea of knitting myself another lace hoodie sweater. <laughs> so now I'm thinking, oh, but then this tunic came up, which is not lace or hoodie or anything, <laughs> but that one was really cute too. So I'm kind of wavering on, do I do a Laika pullover or maybe this new 52K pattern. So I'm kind of stalking that one too. Yeah. She hasn't even released the pattern. It's being test knit, but you know, I don't need to knit it immediately, right? I should wait until at least a couple people have done FOs yeah. so that I have some yeah. something to stalk yeah. so I can yeah. see how well it's written. I did not think to stalk her other designs. I should that have done that. That would be good to yeah. see what people say about the other pattern designs. and yeah. the pattern editing and Although one of my favorite of Ravelry users, Yarnosaurus, who I've mentioned several mm -hmm. times, she test knit it and it's really, really cute. It's oh, so okay. simple. It's just stockinette, long sleeve, nothing fancy with the neckline. Well, that, and that it makes has, a difference if a trusted knitter has knit exactly, it successfully. <laughs> exactly. And she had positive things to say. And it has a really cute um, hem 
that's open on one side, tunic-like, and it has a cute little pocket. And go look up the pattern. It's super cute. Is that we'll, of the course, one link to it. I emailed angled you. Or, yes, I PM'd you on Ravelry so and said, this is going to be my Western Sky Knits yeah, Aqua. Yeah. <laughs> I think I've said that five or six times. <laughs> <laughs> so that is the bulk of my stalking. Charlene, have you been stalking at all? You know, I haven't been stalking a lot, but the one theme to what I have been stalking is shawls mm -hmm. as opposed to sweaters or anything else. And perhaps it's the time of year. Yeah, perfect summer and spring knitting. Yeah, but I, I have been stocking all, now that I look at the list, all two-color shawls. <laughs> I, I do not have a two-color shawl currently that I have made. And two-color shawls seem to be really hot right now. Popular hot. Popular, yeah, yeah. I agree. So... In no particular order, the shawls that I have been knitting are... Stocking. Just, stocking. Yes, Potentially knitting in the future. <laughs> are the Sothea shawl oh, by Robin Ulrich, that. which is kind of defined by a very beautiful edge ruffle. Mm -hmm. That's the defining characteristic, I believe, of that shawl. I agree. And, and the two-color stripes yeah, throughout two color as well. Yeah, two-color stripes. And then there's two shawls by Vera Valamaki. Um, let's see, Stripe Study and Different Lines are the two that I have been stocking. And the reason I like those is because of the unusual shaping rather than just your basic triangle shawl. Mm -hmm. It's a little asymmetrical. And I really like that. Asymmetrical, that's the word I was looking for when you were talking about the, the tunic, the tunic yeah. sweater. Yeah. And then the other one that you pointed out to me is the Pendulum Shawl by oh my gosh. Amy Miller, which it. you've started. Yes, I yeah. have. Okay, you should, Gail's already started it, so I'll let her talk about that later. But that one takes two skeins of Malabrigo sock. Not two full skeins, which I will talk about. Okay. Yeah. So, But I liked it sock weight as mm -hmm. opposed to, well, I guess the other ones you could use sock weight too. So it doesn't, it's neither here nor there. But shawls, two color. I'm looking. Which I've been doing. <laughs> I've been looking for the perfect two-color shawl yeah. for two years now. Yeah. 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 Cladonia okay. is high on my list of love for two-color shawls yeah. as well. I really like that one. But it's not the right shape. I think that's why I haven't knitted yet. Well, do you want to go right into what are you knitting? And you sure. can continue the, sure, sure, sure. the pendulum discussion. Yeah. And speaking <laughs> of shawls, the two things remaining on my needles right now are both shawls. And here it is, May 29th. Mad May ends at midnight on May 31st. Oh. And I am thinking I can finish two shawls in that period oh of time. Gosh. I'm insane. <laughs> so you all know that I cast on for the Camille shawl by, um, hold on, crinkly paper. I have to turn my notebook page. <laughs> Sorry. Bear with me. Okay. Camille. Oh, I didn't even write it down because I've spoken about it so much. It's the oh, free okay. pattern by Classic Elite Yarn, I think. And oh, I yes, told you I cast is. on my 300 something stitches and it was lace weight yarn right. and it was such tedious knitting for the lace border because you're doing lace the first 34 rows and you're doing lace both sides. So it's not like you have mm. a purl back row where you can just relax. Mm -hmm. So with the tiny yarn and the complexity of the lace pattern, which does become intuitive, but for me, it always takes a long time for the intuitiveness of a lace pattern mm -hmm. to actually sink in. I was averaging one row, maybe two a night because I couldn't do it when 
My husband was awake because he'd start talking to me and then I'd make mistakes. Not his fault, my fault. But I'd wait until he went to sleep. And by that time it was 9.30 and I don't have much time. And a <laughs> row was taking me 45 minutes. So that, it's been two weeks since we last recorded. I finished the lace today. Ooh. So now I'm on the stockinette, which is all short row shaping from the lace border up to the neck. Oh, so, I didn't realize that was short row shawl. Yes. Oh. So now it's a crescent shape. Oh, yeah. I didn't realize that. Yeah. I so, thought it was a basic triangle. What I'm hoping is the stockinette portion will go very, very quickly. So keep your fingers mm -hmm. crossed for me. I will. love how it is turning out. It's cool. gorgeous. Um, it has to be blocked to see the full effect, but I'm really, really pleased with it, despite the fact that it was pretty tedious. I don't know if I'd want to knit it again. I'd have to be in the frame of mind where I'm ready for totally focused knitting. Right. <laughs> so the other thing I'm knitting is the Pendulum Shawl by Amy Miller. Miller. It was $5 on Ravelry, and it is a two-color shawl where the two colors make what would you say um, horizontal lines that meet try um kind of in a point mm -hmm. against each other so yeah. you end yeah. up knitting kind of like interlacing yeah like if you interlace your fingers yeah. together charlene's doing yeah. that right now you can't see but that's a perfect example <laughs> so you knit six stripes in the main color and five stripes in the contrasting color okay. and when i was visiting charlene visiting the sale yarn section at the swift stitch they had Colinette Jitterbug in magenta on the 40% off rack. And I've been fondling that yarn for how long? She has been for a long time. At there least were, six months. We, there were originally two skeins. One skein was purchased and the single skein, we just couldn't, I don't, some, some, I think, you think the other person who bought it, bought it to do a shawl as well, a two color shawl. I remember wanting to use it for drifting. So that was a oh. year ago that I started drooling over that yeah. yarn. So anyways, it was 40% off and I was standing there and I said, I can't not buy this because <laughs> I've wanted it for so long. And I was browsing around the store trying to find the perfect contrast color mm -hmm. because it's about a 320 yard skein or something. Yeah. It's kind of light a, for a, a sock or fingerless. Yeah. Sock skein. So you'd have to knit a very small shawlette, right. which I didn't really want to do. So in searching around for a mate as the contrast or the, as the main color, I remembered I had a skein of Madeline Tosh in the colorway stovepipe at home, mm -hmm. brought it home, compared the two and said, oh my gosh, this is like a match made in heaven. Perfect. So I hand wound Perfect. the Colinette Jitterbug. <laughs> I was so excited and cast on for the pendulum with the stovepipe being the main color and the oh. That's Magenta be being the contrast color. I have it, so I'm going to show okay. you when we're done recording. <laughs> I love it. It is such an awesome knit. It's all garter stitch. So talk about my Camille shawl, or Camellia, sorry, is like my must-focus knitting. Lace right. weight must be in a quiet room. No one can disturb me or I will make a mistake. Pendulum is like I'm sitting there having a conversation, just That's knitting great. along, oh, la la la. Love and it's those kind really of fun because each stripe is composed of short rows mm -hmm. that are fun you just keep wanting to knit more and more and more because you're watching the stripe form now is it stuck in it or garter garter oh it's all garter garter oh stitch goodness. it's the most simple shawl i've so you ever knit don't even have to hide your wraps you do not have to hide your oh wraps. my goodness <laughs> it's the most simple so okay what are wraps if you have never knit anything with short rows a short row basically means 
that you're forming a pocket maybe or you're, you're putting in extra rows in a small area right so you're making a small area larger than the area next to it so how you do that is for example if you have a row that has 25 stitches you might knit 10 stitches into that row then you wrap the next stitch and then you turn and you work back on those 10 stitches mm -hmm. and then the next row you knit like you normally would but maybe that row you knit 15 stitches mm -hmm. and then you wrap the next turn or the, the next stitch and then you turn and knit back so basically like Charlene said you're you're creating more fabric in that space and then typically when you go back and knit the entire row you do what's called picking up the wrap mm -hmm. and that is not difficult but it takes a little bit of practice to do it well mm -hmm. I would say and this shawl the pendulum shawl you don't need to wrap or you don't need to I'm sorry pick up your wraps because it's in garter, in stitch. garter stitch they blend in and yeah. you never see them yeah. so if you're looking for one a very easy fun knit two a two color shawl and or three a very easy way to learn short rows to learn something about short rows. oh my yeah. gosh this is totally the pattern for you <laughs> and the other thing i love you need 340 yards of the main color 230 yards of the contrasting color oh, okay. of course you could knit more stripes or fewer stripes right. to adjust that amount of yarn right. But for the people in the audience who like multicolored things, you could easily do each of the stripes in a different color. So think oh, stash busting your sock weight leftovers. Hmm. Or if you have leftover, for example, I've knit, for example, a beret with sock weight yarn and had about half of the skein left over. Mm -hmm. Well, that could easily be my 230 yard contrasting color. Right. So it's good in those terms as well. So it'll be interesting to see as more projects pop up on Ravelry, yeah, how the, people do that. And as if people use three colors, four colors. I haven't seen one yet, but it would be perfect for that. Cause you could do a rainbow effect. You oh yeah. Do, you know, ombre yeah yeah, yeah. to a really lot nice. of different ideas really, really nice. and the i had seen the pattern pop up in the hottest pattern list on ravelry mm -hmm. but female dragon in the madeline, madeline tosh stash group it was female dragon i'm sorry she has some numbers after that too i think she knit one in an almost black yarn and an almost white yarn and it was so mm. striking that that's what made that pattern stand out for me so when oh. i saw that colinette jitterbug it's like oh my gosh i want to do this because it has <laughs> the colinette jitterbug in the magenta colorway is basically a hot pink base with pops of red bright bright purple blue a little bit of an orangey color and it has just enough of those pops to work really well with a very very dark color yarn yeah because i was going to say you almost you have to look closely to see all those other colors well you when really you'll do. see knit up you can see the, that there's a dark color it's you have to look really close to see what shade the color might mm -hmm. be but it's very obvious there's a dark spot in the yarn yeah. so again i highly highly recommend the pattern amy miller is genius as far as i'm concerned <laughs> because it's so simple so much fun and it's going so quickly i cast on oh how fun what friday probably yeah, yeah. and since then i finished one big project i've also been working on the other shawl every night at the same time and that the 
pendulum is over halfway finished. Wow. Yeah. Wow. And okay, I may be knitting a little bit more than the last couple days. And I will <laughs> be for the next 48 hours. May. But yeah. So anyways, those are the shawls that are on my needles. Cool. And they're very fun. So, you know, just to say one more thing about the short rows. As you were talking more about it, I was thinking how to describe it. And I'm thinking we could kind of describe it like a wedge of pie. Yes. As if you were knitting. Like the stripes are. Wedge, yeah, yeah. As if you were knitting a wedge of pie in that triangle shape. If you were just knitting a short row section, you would end up with something that was shaped like a wedge of pie. And then you interlace all your pieces of pie with That's exactly other. what the pendulum shawl is. Yeah. That's exactly. If you can yeah. visualize that. If you can't, let me rephrase. If you cannot visualize what Charlene just described, look up the pendulum shawl. Yeah. And that's exactly what it is. They are not perfectly pie shaped, as in a slice of pie, right. but right. they're pretty close and they layer in between each yeah. other. And that's because of the short row shaping. And people can definitely ask us questions if you have more specific questions about short row shaping. And there are lots of references. One of the best references that I can recommend is the Little Red in the City book oh, yeah. by Isolde Teague. I think she has a really good tutorial definition, just a, a really readable section on short rows in there. That really helped me. But, good idea. And there are probably others. And if you have others, uh, throw them out in when we have a this discussion in our Ravelry group so that other people can find them too. Yes, and Lucy Neatby has mm. at least two YouTube videos on how to do short row wrap and turns okay. and then how to pick up your okay. wraps on the other, on the backside. Okay. So those are the ones that I used when I did my first short row experimentation. And the other, the one recommendation I would say regarding short rows, when you wrap and turn, don't pull the yarn tightly when you knit back because that was my mistake the first couple times I did short rows mm -hmm. and it ended up kind of puckering mm -hmm. where I did the turns. So that would be my recommendation. If you're <laughs> learning, just watch out for that because I have the tendency to pull my yarn tightly thinking, Oh no, there's going to be a gap mm -hmm. there. Well, there is no gap. So, yeah. okay. So what are you knitting? Well, along with, along the short row theme, I, I am knitting a second Bianca's jacket. I'd have to squeal because it's so cute. <laughs> I will talk about the first one in a little bit, but I finished the first one and like you have been hearing, I just haven't been able to think about starting something too complicated, too or complex, dear. too dear, mm -hmm. too important right now. And I have had this mystery cone of yarn <laughs> in my stash for years now. And I don't know why I didn't knit something out of it before, because once it is knit up, this yarn is, is really cute. sweet, sweet, sweet. It's very unusual in its construction in that it's four separate plies of different yarns that are really loosely wound together. And so it's almost like holding four very skinny yeah, pieces of yarn together. Yeah, but it knits up at a rather larger gauge than it looked. At first I thought it was going to knit up at a much smaller gauge, but it's definitely 
knitting up to a worsted, chunky worsted weight. And I think it's because one of the strands, maybe two of the strands, are fairly fluffy. Yeah, it's like and it has an alpaca content yeah, almost because and there's a halo has, to it. It has a really nice halo, especially after washing. There's definitely... Have you washed it? I have. Or your swatch? Oh my goodness, you've already washed it. Yeah, I did because I wanted to wash it before I knit the edging on because oh. I wanted to make sure that I got the edging the right. after the sweater itself had been blocked, mm -hmm. knowing that the sweater itself would grow a little bit. Mm -hmm. And I didn't want to knit the edging on while the sweater was smaller. Right. If that makes any and sense. And then the sweater would grow, but the edging wouldn't grow in the same right. direction. Right, right. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So what am I working on? I'm actually working on my second one of these, just because it was easy to pick up and start. I had the mystery cone yarn and the tie-in that I mentioned at the beginning when I started talking about it to the short rows is that one of the things I added to the pattern is I put short row shaping along the back edge of the sweater, That's the back such a of smart the neck. Idea. Because Gail and I have been talking about the fit of sweaters and what causes some sweaters to fall off of fall your back off in your my back. case and i don't know if this is it but i know it does help on my body to have the back just a little bit higher than the front and there are a lot of patterns where they don't do that it's just around the front and the back and it's the same row count. So let me try to give a visual of that. Mm -hmm. I've knit several sweaters that don't have any short row shaping mm -hmm. in the back of the neck. So imagine if you hold your sweater up to fold it, you cannot tell the front from the back right. if there isn't any other design element right. to distinguish them right. because the neckline is the same height on the front of the sweater as the back of the mm -hmm. sweater. So I have one that's stocking it all the way around, and I never know which side is the front or the back. <laughs> if you were to do short row shaping in the back of the neck, it would be very obvious because that would sit higher. Like most t-shirts, right. if you hold them up, it's obvious the back from the front right. because that's slightly right. higher. Yeah, The back is slightly higher. And Charlene is achieving that with short rows, which is just ingenious. Well, it's something I've been experimenting with. I added it. I added short rows to the back of my owl sweater, and I can't remember. I think that's in the pattern. That might be yeah. in the pattern. Because I didn't know what it was, and you explained oh, it to me. Okay. Like, why that, would you do that yeah, here? Yeah, that might be in the pattern. It's just that I, I think, I, in my head, I think about that I may have added them because I did re-engineer the pattern. Right, to be top, top down. down. Right. So I came at it from a different way. But this sweater, the owl sweater, well these two sweaters the and two Bianca's jackets yeah and I think that um it might be something for us to experiment with more in the future on other patterns just to see if it does help the fit of sweaters I am for sure going to do that because I have been so frustrated with my sweaters lately I will put on a sweater and within moments it is sliding down the back of mm. my body and it's so frustrating because I'm constantly pulling it back up on my shoulders and I keep thinking to myself my store-bought sweaters don't do this hmm. why do my hand knit sweaters do this so yeah. I must investigate further yeah well, like I said I don't details. I don't know if that's 
the solution for every sweater or the solution to Gail's slipping sweater mm -hmm. problem, but it does seem to be helping for at least this particular sweater. But anyway, what what else do I have? I guess that's that's all I have to say about that sweater. What okay, but let me add. I walked into the yarn store to see Charlene last week, and she had her purple Bianca's jacket on that oh. she discussed in the last episode, which she wasn't quite finished with, right. that she was just winging in her words. <gasps> oh my gosh, it was so cute. Yet another sweater that I looked at the pattern when she discussed it on the podcast, and I thought, yeah, it's all right. Mm -hmm. Saw it on her, and it's just adorable. Which is why I knit it, because I saw, saw it on Nancy. On Nancy. Yep. And it's sometimes the pattern picture doesn't do it justice yeah. and you see the sweater in person and it's a must knit see i might copy you but do short sleeves mm -hmm. it would, would make a cute. really cute mm -hmm. uh, yeah it would make a really cute you could use the rest of the mystery cone yeah and do you want to tell the story <laughs> of the mystery cone the mis you know i don't know much the about origins. the mystery cone gail can, I can tell, tell you the, the origins. origins but i can tell you gail sent me the mystery cone from france mm -hmm. so that's how long it's been sitting in my stash and like i said so it's been three years i don't know why i didn't use it because super it's cute. So cute i'm amazed <laughs> i'm amazed at how pretty it is knit up so the mystery cone origin when we lived in France, my family loved to go to the Brocante, which is the flea market. Oh, okay. And we found amazing French antique-like things that we brought home yeah. as, as, you know, souvenirs. Right. And we have right. a fossil sink that's in our bathroom. We have cool things. We have trinkety things. And one day we were walking through, and I'm always, of course, eyes open for yarn, as are my children on my behalf. <laughs> And Max and Josie said, Mommy, look at those giant cones of yarn. And they had at least 20 of these giant oh mystery gosh. cones of yarn. They're not labeled, so you have no. no idea what the yarn content is. My children, two of my children and I, the three of us, each bought a different color. Oh, really? And then when it was time to leave France... I had already sent the mystery cone Charlene has mm -hmm. home with my mom for Charlene for a Christmas present <laughs> because what I've never told you, they were five euros, which well, is you did tell yeah, me that it was expensive. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So it's like, okay, well, this is a risk. Maybe she's going to enjoy knitting with it. Maybe it'll suck, but it wasn't a huge investment. <laughs> right. So it's okay. Right. Well, when we left France, my children, neither of them had done anything with their cones, oh. of course. And we thought, well, do we bring it home with us or do we leave it here? They're yeah. really heavy and big. Do we yeah. use up valuable travel space for this? And we didn't bring any home. Oh. So now I'm looking at yours thinking, well, that was a big mistake. <laughs> so it's really cute. And I'm very pleased to see it knit up. Super and Charlotte, cute. didn't you say there's at least one large sweater worth I've, of yarn left you know, on the cone? We were just, I was just telling Gail about it. I wish I had weighed the cone, but I'm, I'm going to be able to weigh the sweater and With then the weigh cone. the cone and figure out. But I believe that there is enough for a large sweater, possibly two small <laughs> sweaters left. This was the mystery cone of epic yardage yes that's so funny <laughs> who knew yeah who knew yeah so it's great it's gonna be a really cute little sweater very so, cool and considering i hardly ever found any yarn i liked while in france that's pretty, <laughs> pretty cool yeah all right so now we know what what have you finished so you what have i finished the i first... blew it for you sorry no 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 it's a perfect perfect segue what have I finished is the first sweater of the Bianca's jacket, which for some reason is my um, 
my I don't know I'm a little obsessed with it right now because I knit it out of the inexpensive Norwegian wool that Gail mentioned in a royal purple Mm -hmm. and just love 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 it and it looks really good under the color too just and you know I keep thinking okay so I've knit it out of the inexpensive Norwegian wool I've knit it out of the mystery cone one of these days I'm gonna have to make a nice version because I imagine in my head I imagine a pop rocks version. Oh, wouldn't that be lovely? That would be lovely. <laughs> and somebody else, one of our customers at the store, saw Nancy's sweater as well, and she bought—I can't remember what color she bought—but she bought Madeline Tosh vintage, and she's oh. going to knit a version in vintage. Wow! So I'll get to see. We'll all get to see. How that what a vintage out. sweater in this pattern looks like, and then probably want to make one as well. <laughs> yeah, but that's going to be a lot heavier. It is going to be a lot so heavier, it won't and sit on your body quite the same it's way. It's interesting because part of the reason why I picked that inexpensive Norwegian wool is because it is super light. Yeah, it is. There's so much yardage packed into one of those skeins, and it and weighs it's light. It's nothing. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. Super, super light, and that is. That was one of the features that I wanted in a summer wool sweater mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. even most people probably say, ooh, a summer wool sweater doesn't go. But no. And when you live on the coast, you can get away with wearing a wool sweater in the summertime for A, either the foggy days yeah. or B, when the fog comes in or C, just evenings gets, get chilly. gets chilly. Well, this morning, so today it's been like in the 80s. Mm-hmm. This morning I left to teach spin at six o'clock mm-hmm. in the morning. It was 48 degrees yeah, out. It was exactly. freezing cold and beautiful crystal blue sky, freezing cold. Exactly. So we are used to layering here. Or if you leave the house in the afternoon, you always pack a jacket or a sweater for evening when it gets colder. And the mystery cone version of this sweater has the same characteristics, super light, lightweight. I believe there probably is some wool content in there, although I haven't it's a mystery. I haven't worked enough name. to do the the match test to it. So I haven't done that, but I do believe there's some natural fiber content in there. And it but, might even be alpaca because it's got little fluff. Yeah it does. So. But I have to go back and give some constructive change to your words. You said you're going to knit a nice version of the sweater. You've already <laughs> oh, knit two nice versions of the sweater, I, just with a different, yeah, more, more dear yarn. I, I, And I've been struggling with that. How do I describe it? You know, and, and nice. Without bashing the other really, yarn. Because nice really isn't the word I was going for. I really do have two very nice versions of the sweater. But yeah, perhaps more expensive or just more planned you know because yeah but i like your spontaneous i know this one both of these sweaters were very spontaneous because like like a week you knit them in for some reason even though i've had this yarn for three years i don't know you know (laughs) well you've swatched for so many different projects i have so i'm glad you found the right things with it and you know it's what it all comes back to the perfect yarn for the perfect project and the perfect project and they go to, when they go together it just works yep and this is what i was telling gail i really want to knit one of these two color shawls but the two yarns just haven't come together yet 
for me. Right. The two colors. So when they do come together, then I'll be super happy that I waited and didn't just grab something out of my stash because I want to knit it. Although I'm so tempted to because (laughs) I want to knit it. But it'll all come together at some point. I know it will. It's like when the jitterbug is like, boom, it's on sale. I can buy it for 40% off. I'm casting on immediately. Just how it happens. The perfect yarn and the perfect project to go with it. Yep. So sometimes they click immediately, right. sometimes it takes three years or longer for it to click. So Gail, what have you finished? I finished three different things. I finished a preemie hat, which I knit in Madeline Tosh sock, some malachite leftovers that I have, which is a beautiful emerald green and pardon the crinkling. <laughs> um, that is a pattern by Carissa Browning. It's a free pattern on Ravelry and it used 40 yards of fingering weight or sock weight yarn. So mm-hmm. I knit that in just a few hours. I mean, it really was a really lightning quick knit and it just gives you such a nice sense of fulfillment to knit such a darling little hat that you know is going to go on a darling little head. (laughs) So that's the first thing. And when I finished it, my children were like, Oh, it's so cute. Cute. Yeah, it's very cute. I had my FO pictures on Ravelry. My 10 year old has it in his palms. So it was really cute. Those are always really cute. They're always fun to knit. I finished my button tab hat the pattern by Marcy Nishioka. That was the one I used the remainder of the Red Heart Soft that I used on my oh, grandfather's okay. iPod sleeve. Mm-hmm. Another free pattern on Ravelry. Very easy knit. Talk about stocking it in the round. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's one of, I cast that on originally because I was in a mov- going to the movies and I wanted something I could knit in the dark. So that's mm-hmm. how easy that pattern is. <laughs> it's completely easy, simple in the round knitting. Great finished object. It's going to be a great warm cool. hat for someone's head. And then I finished my enamored stole, which I didn't bring to show you. Oh. Epic fail. <laughs> I ran out of beads oh. to finish the stole. So here I am, the last really? row of beads at the top oh. border. I'm three, you know, like a third of the way through and I run out of beads. And I dashed over to Beverly's the next day <laughs> thinking I'm going to buy more beads. They stopped carrying the brand. They did? They stopped carrying oh, the brand. Oh my gosh. I could have cried. I was standing there going, no. Well, so I get home, I search the internet, I order some online and I have to pay like nine bucks and you know, they're not going to arrive in time for me to finish my project by the end of Mad May because I was so close to being done. So I had to take my daughter birthday shopping this weekend. Mm -hmm. There was a Michael's. I went into Michael's same exact brand and type of bead. So score got home on Saturday and that night I finished that baby up and it's gorgeous. It is so pretty. And I must tell you, when we recorded last episode, I just cast on mm-hmm. all the million of stitches right, for that one. I remember. Such a fun knit. It was, cool. it had enough variation in the pattern to keep it really engaging. So you have the ruffled, pleated ruffled border at the bottom, much like Sophia. Yeah. Yeah. Then you have a vertical braid. Then you have the bead row. Then you have another vertical braid. The vertical braid rows are beautiful. They're a little tedious to knit, but they're so pretty. Yeah. Then you have the eyelet body and I I managed to get, I think, 10 repeats of the eyelet body. The pattern calls for 11, but my yarn is thicker than the pattern yarn that's called for. So I didn't get as many. And then the top, again, you do the vertical braid, the bead row, vertical braid, and the pattern calls for another ruffle. But I didn't Mm. like the look of the ruffle at the top, so I modified it to just be 
a bound off edge, which looks like a repeat of the vertical braid almost, mm -hmm. which is causing rolling, which I knew oh. was going to happen, but I'm going to block it when Mad May is over and my fingers are done with all of my knitting. I will do some blocking and give my fingers <laughs> a rest, but I adore that pattern. It's cool. by Laura Ayler. The pattern, if you buy it, it includes the stole version, which is a rectangular, oh, like a trapezoidal right. shape because the edges up. are slanted. Yeah. And it also includes the triangular shawl version of the pattern in the same pattern purchase. So nice. I highly recommend that That's one. Nice. It's a great value and super, super fun knit and just a beautiful, beautiful stole. Absolutely beautiful. <laughs> and I think to myself, a stole, Gail, you're never going to wear a stole. Well, it's basically a thick scarf. So what I did yeah. when I was modeling it for my family, I just wrapped it around my neck a couple yeah. times, scarf-like, yeah. and then had the ends that could be prettily bound up with a little shawl pin or something. See, and so. a stole, basically, it's a small blanket. So yeah, anytime you're, anytime you're cold, you can just throw that puppy over your shoulder. I intend yeah. to have it close by the couch because that's what gets cold for me in the evening is my shoulders. Yeah. And then my neck gets all tense. And if I just wrap my beautifully named yeah. stole around my it's, neck. It's a blanket that you can carry around with you. Yeah. It's, well, it's going to be kind of heavy to carry around. I want to knit a stole that's a little lighter weight yarn that I can mm. carry around that isn't as mm -hmm. heavy. Yeah. This is perfect for when yeah. you're cold. Right. But if you're going to put it in your purse, it's going to weigh your purse down oh, a little I bit. Oh, I see. So. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. those are my FOs. I have three of which I'm very proud. And hopefully within 48 hours, I will have two more. <laughs> keep your fingers crossed for it's me. It's the countdown to the end of Mad Men. I know. Well, I keep thinking to myself, okay, you should really stop knitting one and focus on the other. And I couldn't do that with Camellia because the lace was killing me, but I finished lace today. So I should probably stop one and do the other. We'll see what I do. We'll see what I do. I don't want to fail in both. So I must stop one. So last note, our knit along. Oh, I was looking at the calendar and didn't discuss it with you. So hopefully you don't mind. No, not at all. I think we should start on June 15th Sounds because that's good. our kids get out of school on the 14th. Sounds so good. first day of summer for us and end on August 31st. Our kids start a few days before that, but it didn't seem right to say you had to end no, before I'm the fine. 31st of I'm August. I'm fine with going to August 31st. That sounds good. Okay. So you will start a thread. I will start a thread. So I will start one thread where we can all chat about the knit along okay. and we'll post the, I don't want to call them rules, but you know, basically you should be a member of our guidelines. group. Guidelines. I like that <laughs> word better. We want you to be a member of the group to qualify for, you can feel free to chat in the, the thread, but I will post another thread in August. That's just the FO okay. finished that's object thread, yeah. which will be no chat. And that will basically just be one project per person. If you're a member of the group, post your finished object picture yeah. so we can all admire I it, like say that. how lovely it is. Yeah. And then we can use that for the prize drawings for our three prizes, Excellent. which again are Excellent. two prizes will be the sock blocker keychain oh, with yeah. two skeins of Regia sock yarn two of those and then the other prize will be the beautiful wool mice um donated by evanston right, michelle right and real name there michelle. may be more prizes coming you up never know the summer. you yeah. never know so but that fo thread will be where you post your fo mm -hmm. to qualify for the prize mm -hmm. so it should be very simple again it's a fingering or sock weight yarn project we don't care what project you use as long as your weight your sock weight is fingering aka sock weight yeah and one project per person. And in the chat thread, feel free, feel free <laughs> to post 
possible projects to share. Yeah. So that other people can see them. And get inspiration. Yeah, and get inspiration right. or possible yarns. Yeah, any, basically, think of that chat thread as inspiration for everyone who reads it. Yeah, so definitely. You and can, a way to share. Exactly. You can, by giving your ideas for the projects you think you might knit and the yarn you think you might knit with, could spark in someone else the perfect project mm -hmm. project idea or the feedback you get on your ideas could help you fine-tune what you want Absolutely. to knit. So for example, I noticed the female dragons version of Pendulum, which basically I saw that and by the end of the week I was knitting it because hers was so beautiful <laughs> that it just inspired me to cast on immediately once I yeah. serendipitously yeah. found the yeah. right yarn for the project in the same yeah. week. So definitely, you know, link to patterns and sock weight yarns if you want to and feel free to give all your ideas and yeah. inspiration. It should be really, really fun. We're that really looking good. forward to it. Sounds good. And as always, thank you so much for all the great PMs, posts in the Ravelry group, iTunes reviews, all of it. We really appreciate we it, you guys. We know it. that that was an hour of your time you just spent listening to us, and we appreciate and that we you do, spent it with us. Yes, and we do love hearing from you. And, and the total rant, I just have to say, the random posts or pms that i get for example if i'm purchasing yarn from someone and all of a sudden they say oh and by the way love your podcast so I I like, oh my gosh you know you see a huge fun? smile yeah. on your face so yeah. thank you kate that was for Absolutely. you kate mc yeah okay I so thank done. you again we hope you have a great two weeks and we'll be back in two weeks bye-bye you can find us on itunes at yarniacs podcast Visit our blog with show notes at yarniacs.com. We have a growing Ravelry group, and you can follow us on Twitter at Yarniacs. Goodbye and good knits. <laughs>